0: Good morning only a day late dollar short this time instead of a week late and I have whatever I'm trying too hard how's it going um it's 10 o'clock on Monday night I am back in the car if you can't tell I'm heading home from the gym and I just wanted to catch up where we left off or pick up where we left off rather and words are a little difficult but it's fine Uh, you guys get it at this point I was listening to a podcast interview a couple weeks ago and it referenced the ideology and the concept of employees taking like full responsibility even if they didn't like do something not even in a a, like oh this was a really good thing that happened and he took full credit for it even though it wasn't him it like the opposite so something bad happens and the boss yells at one employee who didn't do it, they just take it on the chin and say, okay. And they don't go and rat or snitch or like anything like that.
1: And I also say that when I'm
0: also like not a tattletale, but I'm a little bit of a a little bit of a justice warrior, if you will. You know? I told my last manager that my maintenance man was a little inappropriate sue me you know or actually sue the company <laughs> just kidding not lawsuit kind of people i was actually talking to somebody else about that not to completely sidestep but like i've been talking about that a lot how everybody these days is just suing these corporations which I whatever like get your money especially if you do deserve it but like there's been a few times where i could have walked away from court cases or lawsuits with lots of money guaranteed no questions asked and like just didn't just didn't do it like suing people I guess just isn't my thing but maybe one day it will be like maybe one day I'll be a career sewer you know like times that people have rear-ended me and I definitely probably got hurt and like just didn't get checked out or like the one time the police officer took my phone number off the police report and texted me and asked me on a date just little things like that that are completely inappropriate uses of power or whatever um so I had this dream and I thought this was hilarious I would love for this to happen to me in real life but I had this dream that a complete stranger just like walked up to me And said, Congratulations. And you know what? Actually, I'm gonna, since it's raining, this is probably annoying with the rain in the background. So I'll continue when I get home. Stand by. So now it's Tuesday night. But again, you know, we're getting there. Um, I'm sitting here watching the sunset on top of this hill here in town. And it's very pretty. Went for a drive. I've been on this really weird sleep schedule. um, And it's, not anything different than, let's see, it's not anything different than, like, what I've always done, except I'm just not trying to sleep for four hours at a time, and then wake up and be up, be about my day, but it is what it is, so I woke up at, like, five o'clock, went, and had supper, hung out my nana, my mom and dad, and then I just, I was gonna go to the gym, then I had to pee, and I have one joint left from this dispensary pack that I bought because it's legal here so um I came up to watch the little sunset and I say little because here the sun doesn't really like it doesn't set the same there's so many mountains and stuff so it just like you only get to behind the mountains I wish it would set all the way down on the horizon but you know what are you gonna do But if you hear the outdoor noises and everything, it's just because I'm in the Jeep, sitting on a hill. Um, I think I mentioned the... (laughs) (coughs) Oh, wait. Did I mention getting told, like, congratulations, I had a dream. (coughs) I had a dream. I might have mentioned this in the last segment, but I had a dream that I got told congratulations and I just said thanks. Like, that person went out of their way to try to give me a compliment. Now, granted in the I, like I wasn't pregnant they just thought I was fat or they thought I was pregnant because I'm fat whatever in the dream but if somebody goes out of their way you know and I think in like real life if I say congratulations to somebody because I think they're pregnant and they hit me back with i I'm not fucking pregnant I'd get it but also maybe just stop and say thanks maybe it just spare everybody the interaction and the embarrassment and the animosity I understand that sometimes it's just, like, a reaction. But why not just spare everybody involved and just say, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. And it's the same way, very rarely do I anymore. A couple times I've gotten sideways with people, but, like, when girls get really frustrated because a guy says something creepy or, like, is creepy but they're trying to be nice, like, you can, I think a lot of... I think a lot of people think like me and they don't. But I feel I can read when somebody's just really trying to be nice and then they get nervous, so they're being even more nice and it gets awkward and uncomfortable and creepy. But just say thanks. Like, appreciate the effort or like the attempt. Because I think that that's really what it should boil down to. If anything, <clears throat> if I've learned anything in the last few years, it's that I like, just value the attempt. Cause a lot of people try and then they get shit on for it. And that's one thing I've been told from like previous relationships is like, I pick apart the result, but I don't, I don't acknowledge the effort. That's been a thing before. Now, granted in those times when I'm being told I'm acknowledging like the, I'm picking apart the the result and not acknowledging the effort. It's usually when that person should have been giving that kind of effort the entire time. Like, they were... The times that they put in the effort was the bare minimum, you know. But the overall message still remains the same. Um, And then I had written down, too, the concept of, like, pushing through. If you're unable to consciously recognize that it's not going to kill you. And, like, I use a great example when I was in high school, I would always like practice sports in a hoodie because I thought it would help. And excuse me, in hindsight, I think it was my own like body dysmorphia and feeling that I needed to be skinnier, but I would wear a hoodie to basketball practice. And I think it was a lot on self-consciousness too. I didn't like the way I looked in those jerseys. I think, um, if I were to pick myself apart, or pick my my thought process apart rather when I was 15, 16, 17, I felt pale because I got told I was pale all the time and I felt like soft bodied and a lot of the girls that like I played against for whatever reason, I just found myself comparing my body and so I wore a hoodie. I started just wearing a hoodie to practice in. I felt like it would also give me the extra workout, maybe the extra conditioning and then that also carried into when I moved to the South, but I was using it again, as like a security blanket. And I think back to this girl I went to high school with that got picked on a lot because she would wear black hoodies in the summertime and people would look at her and say, how can you be wearing a hoodie right now? Like you must be sweating. And she'd be like, no, I'm used to it. Like I I, I just always wear these because she was self-conscious and further understanding that something like that can be a sense of security, like a blanket. Um, And then further, even further deeping into the psychological rabbit hole as a kid, like did that same person have like a, a toy or a blanket that they carried everywhere that they were emotionally attached to? So, um, when I moved to Nashville, I gained a lot of weight really quickly after having a bunch of surgeries right before I left. So I went from being the skinniest that I'd ever been when I first moved to Nashville to the heaviest that I'd ever been in a very short amount of time. So I was wearing hoodies. All winter and all spring and into the summer because I was still in like insecure and self conscious, and but it would be a hundred and five degrees outside, and I'd be wearing a hoodie and again getting all those comments of, "Aren't you hot?" Like you must be sweating and all this stuff, and my body acclimated. So, the concept of just like pushing through something that's uncomfortable if you're able to consciously recognize. Um, that it's not going to kill you. I also think of another example when I went to New York city with some girls and it went from being like 62 degrees out to, and sunny to immediately within 30 minutes dropping to like 25 degrees in a snowstorm blizzard. And it was Christmas time, but it was just one of those funky days in the Northeast that starts off until about three o'clock. It's like sunny all day, 65 degrees. And then a random snowstorm comes in and changes everything. And i didn't have like a suitable jacket for that kind of temperature and we had a very long walk and the conscious thought of i'm not going to die like even if i do get too cold or if i get hypothermic somebody here will be able to take care of me like i'm in a safe space so i'm not going to die i can get through this and i did and i felt great after actually like when your body is on the brink of survival you go into I've talked about it before with sleep like you go into overdrive and then when your body finally decompresses you have this insane serotonin um I guess for lack of a better word like high or hangover that I don't know it's just a release or a relief system that your body produces and that's probably from when we were designed whether or not we were created or evolved. However, that's just a, a thing that our body does almost to reward us for surviving and and to allow your emotional state to come back down with your physical state. Um these are all of course just my theories. I've not really done any research on any of this, but this all conceptually just makes sense to me based off of patterns that I notice. Full disclosure. Um so yeah, if you can take that, whether it's physically or emotionally, when things feel too hard. Just remind yourself it won't kill you this time. Um, You know, sidestepping completely. Hairstylists are kind of like salesmen, I feel like. And they convince you to do things. I'm not uh, going out of my way to pinpoint anybody. I feel like, again, it's just a pattern I've noticed. But they are essentially salesmen. But for a very long time I was persuaded to do something with my hair that the same person came back around maybe like two or three years later and outright to my face like just shit on the entire process that we had partaken in together however many years prior and then In the middle of a a new process, I'm thinking to myself, well, are you going to feel the same way about this process that we're doing now that you're swearing by? What about all these products? What about all the times that I said, hey, I feel like my hair's breaking, or hey, I feel like this is happening, or that's happening, or I'm having this experience. And the whole time, like, I was right. And, oh, anyway, I digress. But I had to just, like, point that out. Think of somebody in your life who has been trying to sell you a process or a product that you feel oh no don't tell me I'm out nope just a good breeze good thing the sunset's getting pretty but yeah just makes me frustrated about hair stylists stand by I'm taking an Instagram video and I were just talking about the other day how um like when people post videos and stuff and you can hear them breathing and how silly it sounds I'm petrified every time that I don't mute my stories because I do I know I heavy breathe whenever I'm trying to whenever I'm trying to uh post a story video oh twice gosh it has been way too long two times while I was gone I don't know if I've talked about it in previous episodes how like at my hotel specifically um employees were giving keys to the wrong people I may have kept that to myself up until now because I didn't want to get in trouble or anybody in trouble but I'm not at that location anymore and I don't think that anybody listens to it that goes to that location Listen to this nonsense. So, a couple times while I was at the hotel in Florida, other attendants at the desk had given keys to people to rooms that were already occupied. The first one that happened, this woman had come in and I had checked her in. Um I had worked during the morning. She came in pretty early and she said that she had been In an altercation and that she needed a room for the night um, and to not explicitly said, do not give any other keys to this room, please. So, of course, I noted that. Made sure I let everybody on staff know that, hey, specifically this room, this woman feels unsafe. Like, please be weary and cautious, you know, especially with housekeeping. If you're trying to like, I don't know knock on doors and stuff maybe just let like say housekeeping instead of just knocking and checking i don't know just other things i'm rambling and making up silly excuses all i had to tell staff was this person doesn't feel safe and um i come down to watch or no no no. i come in the next morning and the same woman comes to the desk and she says we have a problem and i said yes ma'am and she goes i came down here in the middle of the night Because somebody had been given a key to my room, and they walked in while I was sleeping. And I said, that's terrifying. And she goes, you can understand. And I say, I do. And I remember this vividly because, of course, like, she had been a distressed woman. And she said, I came down and spoke with the night person, but they were nowhere to be found. And I could not get them to answer the phone when I was trying to call the line. I said, that is an issue. She said, yeah. So... um that was the first time and she's like, I thought it was my husband, like all this stuff. Like I was very scared, yada, yada. Um, so that was the first time that that happened. The second time it happened, just like randomly, a guest was given a key to a room and he went up and he noticed like stuff in the room. And so that wasn't an issue, but I had it happen to me like twice in the last couple months. One of them was digital. Um, like I digitally checked into the app got my room key through the app like never went to the front desk and like walked into a room that had a bunch of stuff in it and then um I was also physically given keys to a room in like another hotel and somebody was in that room like I knocked on the door and it was deadbolted and they're like hello and I go I'm so sorry I got uh, sorry wrong room and I just went back downstairs and was like um y'all messed up but I'm gonna have to pause this again because I gotta go pee. I'll be right back. So yeah, at any rate, um getting keys to rooms that don't belong to us or that are already occupied. How terrifying. And I don't know if I even mentioned but like the Nashville night person that made his own key to somebody's room and like snuck in there. I'm just I'm so glad that I travel with large dogs. Cause I have half a feeling that like if somebody sneaks into my room or comes in the wrong room they're going to be scared away by the dog but how insane you ever just like met somebody randomly or I don't know like a follower or something like that and you google their name and look up their LinkedIn and figure out like everything about them Uh, I met somebody randomly in an airport that said he did something for something and I googled it and turned out to be true and pretty much like learned his entire previous uh, employment history and where he went to college and and it was very interesting. I don't know. I think this is going to be it for tonight. I've got plenty more to talk about for this week which should be out by Sunday, um, pre-4th of July, but just wanted to get on here and finish that thought. Um, you have a good night.